this episode of NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, is presented by MyBookie.ag. Sports are back, and MyBookie is now offering a 100% deposit bonus when you use the promo code SGP. That's MyBookie.ag promo code SGP to play, win, and get paid. We're also brought to you by the leaders in Daily Fantasy, DraftKings. For a limited time, new users can get a free shot at $1 million top prize. You hear that? $1 million top prize and $3 million in total prizes. Don't miss the extra special week one bonus. Enter code SGP to get a free shot at $1 million top prize with your first deposit. That's code SGP only at DraftKings. We're also brought to you by BetQL. Want to get an advantage over the sportsbook with NBA, NHL, college football, MLB, and the NFL back in action? You need to download BetQL, the only app you need to make smart bets this season. Head to betql.co and enter promo code SGP20 for 20% off your first subscription. That's betql.co, promo code SGP20. We're also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in paperhead providers, and they make it super easy to start your own sportsbook. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. Finally, don't forget to sign up for our free roll football contest where we're giving away up to $5,000 for the best NFL handicappers this season. Sign up for free today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash contest. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash contest. Hello, and we are back with the NBA Gambling Podcast. We've been taking a break all this long holiday weekend, but we are so back, ready to talk about NBA with you guys. Me and Zach Broner, you can follow me at the Ryan McKee on Twitter. You can follow him at NBA Zach B on Twitter. Um, I don't know, man, where to start? There was so much basketball this week and so much good basketball. Where would you like to start? Should we start with the Bucks coming back from the brink? I know they'll play tonight, but um, and they'll have to stay off elimination again. Giannis still questionable, but what did you think of the Bucks, uh first going down 3-0, but then the heroic effort to, uh, you know, get that, that, that win against the Heat to go down 3-1 now? I mean, here's the thing. I I feel like what happened was was Giannis went out with his ankle injury, and um, you you've seen this in the past where like the top guy will go out and the rest of the team will play well. And I think it's less about like the rest of the team just like stepping up to the plate when their star goes down, and it's more about the fact that the other team game plans so much for a superstar like Giannis so when suddenly he's taken out and the ball is just moving a lot more freely within that Miami or within that Bucks offense uh, Miami just had trouble stopping him and they, they almost I mean they went into overtime and almost won that game almost swept them as as a person who has the heat a ticket for the heat to win it all uh, I'm not to win it all, but to win this series. I am not nervous in the slightest. I think they go ahead and take care of business tonight. By the time you hear this, we already know the outcome, but uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say that they, they take care of it, even though, do we know if Giannis, Giannis is playing? Giannis is still yet? questionable. That's that's a dangerous move by you. Uh, you know, going with the old, by the next time you'll hear us, this series will be wrapped up. We'll see tonight. But definitely, yeah, I think without Giannis, yeah. um, 
That's how confident I am. <laughs> I thought without Giannis, they the Bucks were kind of just like a normal team. They they are not. They don't have a high upside, obviously, but they were just like Chris Middleton, you know, handling the ball, being the lead scorer. They had shooters around him, Brooke Lopez as the big, you know, and they didn't really have that mental energy exhaustion of trying to figure out what Giannis's role is because you know he's supposed to be yeah. their best player, and they were having a really hard time getting him going. And they had this sort of tension, like we've been saying. They had no identity offensively. Um, and so I thought... Yeah, it's like four guys It's like four guys standing around watching Giannis until he suddenly has yeah, to Yeah, with the them. pressure yeah. on that Giannis has to live up to being the superstar, so you really want to make it yeah. work around him. I thought in this game, they did a better job of they kind of just relaxed. They were, they like I said, they were a more normal team. Obviously, without without Giannis, they're not as good. I'm not, gonna, I'm not saying that, but they were able to kind of just calm down offensively and the pressure was off. I thought in terms of, you know, Chris Middleton, I thought he was phenomenal, obviously hitting a ton of tough jump shots. Um, so, you know, Miami's got their work yeah. cut out for them regardless. It's not going to be an easy to get it done, but you know, we, we won't waste any more time on this considering we'll have the game five tonight. Um, briefly before we get to the other games, what do you think of the uh, Lakers game two win over the Rockets? Uh, I have more to say about this one than I did uh, okay. the other game. I I think that the Lakers, they still look shaky. And here's the thing: I coming into the bubble, the one I you know I liked the Clippers more, but the one thing I could say about the Lakers is I thought that they had more of an identity for their team. They had more they they knew who they were as a team. They had their rotation down, and they seemed to really be clicking. Now they look they look shaky. You know, like. They don't look like they know totally who to play. Um, and it was almost like a good thing that JaVale McGee went down be- after, what, eight minutes or, or whatever, he, like tweaked his ankle or whatever, because it just forced them to play Anthony Davis more at the five. And I think that's where their best, especially against this Rockets team, I mean, maybe, um, you know, maybe maybe they keep doing that. I hope, I hope they don't, like, try to start playing – javel again um but here's what it comes down to i i really think that the rockets they could have won that game as shaky as the lakers looked it's just that russell wilson can't be that ice cold and expect to win i mean he was four for 15 one from seven from three minus 14 plus minus i mean the rest of the team plays their asses off but when you have Russ shoot you out of the games, like it doesn't matter what Tucker Covington and Eric Gold Gordon all do, even if they play their roles perfectly, you know? Yeah, I mean, you look at this box score, it's absolutely crazy to see. I mean, I don't know if you mentioned this, but the, the Rockets have had four starters with positive plus minus in this game. Um, yeah. It was really just rough. I mean, Gordon plus one, Harden plus eight, Tucker plus 18, Covington plus five. I think, I think the big takeaway for the Rockets in this game is that, you know, when James Harden's on the floor, they're 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 beating the Lakers. And same thing same goes for PJ Tucker. He's been so good, obviously, um, defensively in these yeah. playoffs all year. So from the Rockets, I feel really good about that. The only question I have, I mean, James Harden, where are you in the fourth quarter? The, the, the concerns bubbled up again in Game Two. He was not nearly assertive enough in trying to take over that game. And look, if you're James Harden, like you said. Russell Westbrook does not have it right now. I'm not writing off Russ for the rest of the playoffs, but James Harden needs to be willing to cut off the sort of supply of usage to Russell Westbrook because he's hurting their team. 
Um, you know, I think it's really time to start considering whether it should be Daniel House closing games over Russell Westbrook. I thought House has been he's flying around everywhere on defense. He he could finish, he could hit threes. I like him more, you know, around Harden. Yeah. Yeah, I I'm going to I'm going to say take it a step further and say that you're absolutely right. It shouldn't even be considered Daniel House should be closing the game right now. It's just that I don't think D'Antoni has the balls yeah, to doesn't. put Westbrook on the bench for fourth quarter. And um, I think he needs to. I think that I've, you know, I'm a Harden fan from his, you know, I went to ASU. I'm a Harden fan from all the way back in college days. I've watched him play. He tightens. It seems like I know it's a cliche or whatever, but he tightens up in the fourth quarter. And when he has another alpha dog on the floor with him, like Russell Westbrook, he's going to defer to Russell Westbrook. And when Russell Westbrook is ice cold and he's not able to drive, I mean, he came off of COVID and then he tweaked his hamstring or whatever in the last series. He doesn't have that same explosiveness. I, unless, unless, unless the Antonio is willing to uh, sit Russell Westbrook in the fourth quarter and play house. I don't see a road to the Rockets winning uh, unless Russell Westbrook comes back and just looks like the explosive Russell Westbrook. Yeah. I mean, again. this is obviously a huge game three tonight and, and we'll, we'll obviously have watched that when we talk tomorrow, but you know, look, if you're, if you're the Rockets, like you said, James Harden, ridiculously efficient, 27 points on 12 shots plus eight in 39 minutes. I mean, the Lakers have no answer for James Harden in this series. They still haven't really shown one. They tried a couple of those gimmick zones. I thought they they gave the Rockets trouble for a second until they figured it out and started banging the ball around for open threes. Um, and they hit a few of those in in that second half run where they, they took the lead briefly. But, you know, they got to find a way to survive the non-hardened minutes. They got to find a way to get a little bit more out of, you know, Austin Rivers and Jeff Green. I thought were both horrible in this game. Um, especially Rivers, yeah. So they, which just, I mean, that shouldn't surprise anyone. Yeah, I, I guess not. But they, but they, those guys, those guys played a role in the OKC series, obviously, much less, um, you know, degree of difficulty than here. But you know, right. But that's been like Jeff Green's mo his whole career. Like, looks like a superstar in one series, and then can't play. You can't play his way out of a paper bag. Yeah, the next that, that is where he's at. But look, the Rockets are going to be very upset to not have taken that game and really taken control of the series. I mean. They had a chance to go up 2-0, squandered it. Now I think L.A. is definitely the favorite. Yeah. I mean, we're going to say the same thing about the Nuggets last night. Uh, just underdogs in series. You have to seize every opportunity you can to, you know, put apply pressure. And and the Rockets letting up in the fourth quarter here, you know, really let the Lakers out of it, out of a pickle. Yeah. Okay. And so I was going to read this since uh... – this is, again, before we know what the Game 3 outcome is right now. You can jump on the Rockets plus 310 to win the series or the Lakers at minus 400. Uh, do you take either of those bets? I mean, obviously, at minus 400, you're giving up a lot. Yeah, but. no, I, I still have that Rockets series price ticket. I haven't done anything with it yet. Um, I did I did take a Lakers money line with with when I saw we had Scott Foster on the call, uh, we we've been going back and forth about that in the Slack. Uh, Scott Foster, just so sketchy by the NBA, just so sketchy. He appears late yeah. in that OKC series. He appears when the Bucks need a win in that Heat series. He appears, you know, when the Lakers need a win. It's just so sketchy. But yeah, I I, w- I wouldn't take any of those right now. Obviously, tomorrow things will look different. Yeah, and uh, this is the last thing I'll say about this series. I, I think. Um... 
Zach Lowe talked a little bit about this on his podcast. Uh, they don't have an answer for James Harden, and this is where the Lakers really need Avery Bradley. A yeah. lot of people kind of rolled their eyes like, oh, big deal, they're losing Avery Bradley. What does he give you? Uh, he could be giving Harden as much trouble, if not more, that as like Dort was doing in the last series. And we saw what Dort did. I mean, Avery Bradley is that level of a defender. Yeah, I mean, we, we even saw Rajon Rondo give give Harden trouble in that in that game, too. Yeah. I mean, he actually looked and, good for like yeah, five minutes. Yeah, and that's the thing is, for the Lakers, you got to keep throwing fresh bodies at Harden because he tires out throughout the game. We've seen that. His conditioning is not is not the best I've seen. It. I mean, he looked exhausted, and, and that was what was smart about Rondo picking up full quarters. He was forcing Harden to expend a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. He picked him once for that, that you know, one on no fast break where he actually got Harden. Um, but, yeah, Avery Badley would be big in this series. Yeah, it was so funny to watch Rondo picking him up full court and just to see James Harden's face of just like, ah, oh, fuck. Yeah, exactly. Here we got, I got to deal with this asshole now. <laughs> <laughs> we are taking a quick break for a word from our presenting sponsor, and we'll be right back. MyBookie.ag. They really take care of their customers. I love them for doing this. This is great. MyBookie is offering customers the chance to grab a plus 54 spread on the favored Kansas City Chiefs against the Houston Rockets this week. Football is back. The max bet on this promotion is $50, but this offer is essentially a lock of a lifetime. And thus, free money for all of you. So only uh, only six teams have lost by more than 54 points in NFL history, so you're definitely going to win this bet. Make sure to also sign up for MyBookie's Super Contest. Uh, no need for a proxy going to Vegas. Submit five picks against the spread each week. First prize gets $100,000. I mean, rejoice. It is, it is football season. I know this is an NBA podcast, but we love football too. Make sure to go to MyBookie.ag, use promo code SGP, and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play money my my favorite thing is the live betting on my bookie it, it's it's quick it's easy it gets me more locked in on the game if i see a game flipping momentum i like to get in on that live bet and put a you know put 10 20 on it maybe a lot more sometimes but they got the live betting they got championship futures every play you want to make is on mybookie.ag. so it's simple Make your picks, win big, collect your cash. Use promo code SGP and double your first deposit. Your winning season begins today only at my bookie. All right, man. Well, let's get into it. We are going to be previewing Wednesday's games. First up, we have the Celtics minus three versus the Raptors. Uh, That has already moved from just a couple hours ago. The Celtics were favored by just two and a half. Um, but then I believe it, the news came out that uh, Serge Ibaka might not play. Uh, he's in a walking boot right now, so uh, we'll get more information on that, hopefully before tomorrow's game. Um, according to BetQL, early, sharp, and public money very heavily on the Celtics. Where are you at with this? Yeah, I'm sketched out by the series, and anyone who's been following the NBA picks, I, I have not been able to hit a bet in this series. Um, I was on Toronto for the first three games and then and then flipped to Boston randomly on a whim when they when they became the favorite in game four. Took an L there. 
then came back to Toronto for game five and got blown <laughs> out. Um, so I'm just kind of, I'm, I'm kind of just grasping for life in this series. Um, haven't really had a good read on it from, from day one. That's a testament to how close these teams are. So it's been a fun series. Um, but yeah, I, I have a hard time seeing Toronto win two in a row after that effort by Boston. It seems like if they, if they really get locked in, they're, they're the better team here and, and we'll continue to talk about it, but the Raptors are still struggling offensively and they got yep. absolutely locked up in this game. Absolutely. And I, I, I feel like Serge Ibaka is a bigger loss than, uh, you know, a, the average fan might initially see. I mean, he's been a matchup nightmare for the, for Boston in some of these games, you know, scoring 18 points, 17 points, uh, 15 points in the first game. Uh, you know, he had, he had a couple off games too. The last game he looked off, I, mean, I think is because he tweaked his ankle or whatever reason he's in that walking boot. Um, I just don't know where that extra extra story, scoring comes from. And Mark Gasol has just not looked good in this series. Uh, he, you know, I hate to say it, but because he, you know, he's one of my favorite players when he was healthy and uh, young, but he looks a bit washed in this series. I don't, Daniel Tice has been doing whatever he wants. Yeah, Daniel Tice been, looked phenomenal in this series. So shout out to Boston for developing him. He looks like a playoff big man who's ready to go. Um, but yeah, definitely if Serge doesn't play, that's a big loss. Um, I, I got two thoughts on it. First, I, I think Kemba Walker should have another huge game. Mark Gasol cannot get out on the floor and pick and roll against Kemba. Mm-hmm. So Kemba should be you know feasting on pull-up threes and, and that mid-range jumper game. The other thing, I mean, do you think that if Toronto goes to Siakam as their backup five, that could potentially unlock something for them? I mean, they they, they, they haven't really shown a tendency to want to do that because they have two great bigs in uh, Gasol and Ibaka, but that could be an interesting wrinkle if they're you know kind of forced to do it. If they, put Siakam, at, the if they put Siakam at the five... <sighs> I, I mean, maybe that unlocks him. He's been just absolutely horrible. Uh, our boy Munaf in the Slack channel had uh, put these stats. Uh, you know, he said that when we say that uh, Siakam's been struggling, that is an understatement. He's shooting 41% from the field, four for 26 from three. That's 15%, and only averaging 15.8 points per game. Uh, you know, if he was even playing average, would they be up right now or have he already won this series? That's a good question. I, I feel like we're focusing on Siakam struggling, but we're not focusing enough on the fact that everybody's talked about the Raptors defense coming into this playoff series, but Boston has been right behind the Raptors in pl- in defensive efficiency, and they've been better in defensive efficiency in the last three games. So credit should go to Boston for really shutting Siakam down. I feel like that's where what's happening to him. He's not. It's not that he's just cold. Boston is targeting him. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. That actually has not. That's been very underrated in this series. Is that you know. As much as we want to harp on the Raptors' offense, they, they looked fine offensively against Brooklyn, you know. So yeah. Boston is really that Boston's really brought that energy. I think there's also a mental toughness edge that that I think Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart and, and Tatum have have brought over Siakam, especially in the post. I mean, Siakam's eyes light up when he gets Jalen Brown or Marcus Smart on them because theoretically he has a size mismatch, but it's not playing yeah. out that way at all. Um, no. You know. 
we want to say, you know, if Siakam was playing average, I don't think we know what average is for him yet. I mean, he played next to Kawhi Leonard last year, and, and really he was a regular season, you know, fringe all-star this year. But I don't think it's really we don't really we don't really know who he is as a playoff guy. Definitely not a good performance here. What do you think Toronto needs to do to get this win? Honestly, uh, I or it sounds I like feel- you love Boston in this game. I like Boston in this game, and you know, let me be full transparency. I I have uh, the Celtics to win four games to two at plus three fifty. I got that after the Celtics were up two zero, so I, I'm 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 definitely swayed by my own bet, <laughs> and it's hard for me to root against that because uh, those are some nice odds at plus three fifty. Yes, um, I here's the thing, I feel like Kyle Lowry has to go to a whole nother level of like gritty, annoying Kyle Lowry. Cause when he's the best player on the floor, he is able to win those games. I, it's, I, I, I don't, but I just, I just don't think he's gonna, I mean, he could win this game doing that, but I, I don't think he could win two in a row. So I, I don't think that the Raptors have a chance with the rest of this series, especially if uh, Abaka is off the floor and, Let's just say it like Brad Stevens has outcoached Nick Nurse. You know, I feel like this is the thing. I feel like as great a coach as Nick Nurse is, and he's shown it time and time again, being able to mix things up, totally like reinvent his 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 rotations. He's playing Mark Gasol a little too much, and I, I, it almost harkens back to like that. Uh, 2012 NBA Finals where it was Heat versus OKC and Scott Brooks just would not everybody kept saying stop starting Kendrick Perkins stop playing Kendrick Perkins so many big minutes he's washed and and OKC got rolled because of it and I feel like it's a little bit you know I would never compare Nick Nurse to Scott Brooks but it, it feels a little bit like that it feels like he's just not willing to go commit to some a small ball lineup yeah, no, that's that's very interesting. I, I think, like I said, I think the idea of them going small will be very interesting. Imagine you go, you know, Siakam at the five with OG, and then you have Van Vliet and Lowry, and you can play Norman Powell at the same time. That's, that would be some super high offensive upside, at least relative to what they normally have on the floor. But, you know, I think that I totally agree. I mean, Marcus Saul, he's really anchoring them, and while he's a great floor raiser, I think mm-hmm. you know, as a team, as a team defense guy, I don't, I think they need a little bit more upside to get past the Celtics defense. I mean, that's why I think it's so hard to see the, the Raptors, you know, taking two games in a row. Is what are the odds that the Celtics don't lock them absolutely down to you know ninety five points in in one out of these two games? Their defense has been so good, and the Raptors just haven't shown any type of upside. So, yeah, I think the, I think the Celtics get this done too. Okay, now for another quick break for a word from our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Uh, as we said, man, football is finally back, and I know that you guys have been playing a lot of DraftKings lineups in the NBA, but you can really double down on your DraftKings action with football. Now, DraftKings is giving new users a free shot at a $1 million top prize with a total of $3 million up for grabs in this Thursday night football contest. So make sure to go to DraftKings Download the app, use promo code SGP, and receive a free shot at a $1 million prize 
with your first deposit. Again, download the DraftKings app now and use promo code SGP. And you know our friends from BetQL. I mention them all the time. You need to download the BetQL app now. It's the only app you need to make smart bets this season. Maybe you're a big basketball fan. That's why you're listening to this. But maybe you want to get into betting some NFL, too. BetQL can help you with that with their best bets algorithm. They have thousands of dollar points. Give you a best bet recommendation for every single game. If you happen to live in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Indiana, Colorado, or West Virginia, you can also claim exclusive offers from sports bets. Okay, so make sure to go to betql.co and enter promo code SGP20 for 20% off your first subscription. And finally, we're brought to you by Ace Per Head. It is time for you to bust out of that mold that you've been living in. That 9 to 5 BS. Be your own bookie and Ace for Head can help you start your own sportsbook. They provide you with an all-inclusive betting site with lines updated to the second and wagers graded immediately. They have top-notch customer support going 24-7. Some of the sharpest lines in the industry. Plus, Ace per Head offers live betting and an amazing mobile experience. Go to aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP and get up to six weeks free. It, lo- it looked like they smell blood in the water and they're just ready to get this series over with. And uh, yeah. the Raptors just had no answers for them at all. And I, I feel like that is going to roll into tomorrow as well. I'm picking the Celts to lock it up. Celts minus three. Uh, I'm seeing a total right now of 210. That feels low for an NBA game with two of the best teams in the league. But um, I'd be scared to bet the over on that because I think we get a lot of clamp down defense. So I'm, I'm staying away from the totals on that. Yeah, I, I agree with that in the total. And I like the Celtics here, too. I think one interesting angle for this game is rarely do you get a team in a series where they really have a chance to put the, put the series away, to go up 3-0 on a neutral floor. I feel like Boston kind of learned their lesson in that game without being punished for it. You know, that, that OG shot where they, where they had a chance to go up 3-0, close game, ended up mm-hmm. letting the Raptors back in the series. Now you have another closeout game, um, and you kind of learned your lesson, but now you're still coming in here with positive energy. It's not like you're a team that's up, you know, 3-1 and loses in their, you know, the pressure starting to mount. I think the Celtics will be ready to come out here having learned their lesson from leaving the door open in the series uh, when they were up when they were up 2-0. So I like Boston here too. Um, definitely Raptors team total under also will be a look that I'll, I'll definitely uh, throw in the slack if we get, once we get numbers. Yeah. All right. Moving on to our second game of Wednesday night. We have the Clippers minus nine versus the Nuggets. We got a total at 220 and a half. Uh, That's right where the total was set last game and it went under by half a point. So uh, that's where the books have left it. Um, That's actually three. The last three games have gone under the total and, uh, the uh, I, I believe it's the uh, Clippers last or the last 10 games of these this matchup, only three of them have gone over. So definitely be uh, I'd be wary about betting the total on this game. Uh, let me I'll go ahead and let you start off with this as the you know true Denver believer. What did you see in the last game with the Nuggets looking to have it in hand and the Clippers just? like in that fourth quarter, locking it up and, and coming back like Michael Myers, you know, Michael Myers level, like villains. Yeah. No, this series has changed a lot since the last time we talked. I think last time we talked, we had just seen the Nuggets get 
blown out in game one. I think yeah. my opinion is the discussion about the Nuggets, you know, they, they weren't rested in game one. They had a massive, you know, you know, massive disadvantage in terms of rest and emotional fatigue got blown out in game one. You know, since then, I think this series has looked pretty even. I mean, the Clippers yeah. obviously are the better team when they want to be. Um, you know, like you said, they, 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 they turned it on at the end of the second quarter and in the fourth quarter of this game, and that was enough to get by the Nuggets. Um, but the Clippers, when they're not mentally locked in, this series is very, is very close. And, you know, the Nuggets dominated game two. They dominated, you know, 75% of game three, uh, even despite only shooting 30, around 30% for three. So it wasn't some crazy aberrational performance. Um, so, you know, I'm not saying the Nuggets are going to win this series, but I'm going to keep taking them at close to 10-point underdogs in, on a game-to-game basis. Yeah, no, and I'm not disagreeing with you. I definitely think the Clippers win this series, but I think it will be closer than the spread would suggest. The yeah. Clippers just have no answer for Jokic. And Oh, my, he was bawling yesterday. Oh, my God. Like, it's just so apparent that, um, that they have nobody who can guard him consistently. Um, I, you know, uh, I'm blanking his name. What's... Uh, uh, Zubac. Yeah, Zubac. So Zubac actually played pretty well against him, but he could only play 20 minutes against him because he fouled out. And that's because, you know, he had too much trouble, like, sticking with him. And uh, when then Zubac is out, he, they have to double Jokic, like, with Harrell and, like, Jermichael Green consistently. And so... That makes it tough, obviously, for this Clippers defense when they're just constantly doubling. But here's the thing. Uh, Jamal Murray wasn't able to make them pay while they were doubling Jokic. That's exactly what I was going to say. I mean, Jokic is, has been feasting in this series, you know, as we predicted. But but Jamal Murray and, and to a lesser extent, guys like Jeremy Grant and, and you know, Torrey Craig and Monza. I thought Michael Porter Jr. played phenomenally in this game. Oh, yeah. Um you know, yeah, he had he 18 points. Dunk, obviously. Yeah, 18 points in 23 minutes, and he just shoved his nutsack real deep down uh, Harold's throat <laughs> with that side, that exactly. sick posterized dunk. Exactly, but you know, like you said, Jamal Murray needs to help unlock this team's offensive upside. I mean, if he starts cooking, the I don't think the Clippers are going to have an answer for them offensively. I mean, they they and down the stretch, even I mean, the Nuggets got good looks with Jeremy Grant in the corner to potentially hang in that game. He missed both. He's got to make big shots like he was doing at the end of the yeah. Jazz series. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just with this Clippers team, I want to say, I mean, I saw I saw someone tweet that the Clippers play like they're a dynasty even though they've had no championships. And I could not agree with that more. This team reminds me, the way that they just have such malaise um, and it seems so difficult to get them to lock in really reminds me of, you know, the Warriors during their dynasty where, they just had so many inexplicable quarters and moments where Lots they would take their foot off the gas. I mean, it feels like the Clippers are a dynasty because Kawhi was the mercenary who has a ring coming from last year, but this team hasn't won anything together. I expect more from them. I mean, we need, they, they are still not – we keep talking about this. They still have not made the leap into the elite elite team that we that we both think they can be. Um, I, I agree. And with the but, way, oh, go, go ahead. Go ahead. You can no, finish I was going to say, and I, I think Anthony Davis, if, if the series proceed as we expect with Lakers-Clippers, I, I still think the Rockets have a chance. But Anthony Davis, if Jokic is doing this, I mean, 
Anthony Davis should be a difference maker in that series. But we'll, we'll get to that down the line. Go ahead. What were you going to say? Yeah, I agree with you. I, I feel like this reminds me a little bit of last season. I, you know, nobody was really talking about the Raptors as a serious uh, title contender until maybe uh, uh, until maybe Kawhi hit that like last second shot against in Game Seven against the Seventy Sixers. But even then, everybody expected the Bucks to roll them in the next series. I kind of feel like we're just starting to see Kawhi warm up a little bit, like last year. Um, and while he didn't have the best stat line by points, you know, he had like twenty three points, which isn't was not great for him. I feel like he was more focused on distributing last night. And I think he's specifically trying to get PG 13 going, like cranking him up. Cause Kawhi led the team with six assists, which isn't crazy, but that's that, a little weird that six assists led the team, but he had like 14 rebounds. He was doing a lot of the dirty work. And I feel like Kawhi is really starting to dig in and, and this team is going to come with him. And I, I know it seems like they've got this weird on-off switch. They don't care, blah, blah, blah. But if he gets PG-13 going as well as PG-13 looked last night, nobody's going to be able to beat him if if Paul George is peak Paul George. Yeah, Paul George definitely, I, I should say that, Paul George looked good last night. Um, and, and, and they kind of are starting to look like that dynamic wing duo. Paul George has been looking really good on defense in this game against the Nuggets guards. Um but yeah, I mean, look, the difference between the last year, the Kawhi was surrounded by like a fun, energetic, tough bunch that I thought brought the energy every night around him. Um, obviously, he's been absurd in these playoffs, so no disrespect to Kawhi whatsoever. I mean, I, he's looking like the best player in the NBA. I think what's interesting, like you said about last year with the Raptors, you know, they were able to kind of sneak by and then the Warriors, because of injuries, never really became who we thought they were going to become and... The Bucks never became who we thought they were going to become. Um, and I think that's similar to last year, to this year, sorry. You see teams kind of sneaking up, like the Rockets, the Heat, and the Celtics, namely, that they kind of sneaking up on everybody. They now look like bona fide title contenders, even though they yeah. were kind of just like cute playoff teams a few weeks ago because the Lakers, Clippers, and Bucks have never flexed their muscles yet to the extent that we all assume they would. Absolutely. Uh, you know, speaking of that then, uh, who do you like as some of the to win the championship? We've got Boston at plus four fifty, uh, Raptors at uh, fifteen to one. Uh, we've got Rockets at fourteen to one. Uh, I've got the Heat at plus four hundred. Who would you put some money on there if if not the two favorites, the Lakers and Clippers? I would probably take the Rockets there. Um, I still really like their upside. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, I think I think we're we're both banking on the Lakers and Clippers becoming, becoming, you know, worthy of the title favorite status. But yeah, you know, it's just, we're just here to remind you that there always remains the possibility that, that either injuries happen like last year with KD and clay, or, you know, they just never really gel. And then, you know, upsets happen. Like we see with the heat and the bucks here, where the bucks just getting absolutely steamrolled out of nowhere by this heat team. Yeah, no, absolutely. You're right. All right. Um, okay, so it sounds like we're both uh, leaning towards taking the points against the uh, with with the Nuggets against the Clippers. Yeah, I'm I'm actually definitely going to be locking up the Nuggets here. Um, you know, I I think I think they've for the last two games really shown a, a willingness to compete. And and look, we're we're a Jamal Murray performance away from you know 
Denver, Denver just winning, winning another game in this series. So definitely locking up the eight and a half here. Yeah. So anything, do you think that, uh, Montrez Harrell, this is only like his like sixth or seventh game back since coming back in the bubble. You know, he wasn't in any of the regular season games in the bubble. Uh, probably still a bit out of shape. Definitely not in sync with the team. He hasn't had a good game yet. Uh, if he's able to get back to, you know, six man of the year status, which he was just voted, uh, I mean, is there any stopping them? If, if he and Lou Williams can get on the same page with that second unit. Yeah, Lou Williams was really, really good last night. He presents a lot of problems for the Nuggets, uh, especially because he plays in that second unit where he can usually pick on a Monte Morris or, you know, a Michael Porter Jr. type. But, um, look, I think with Harrell, he brings obviously a lot of offense, but he's really, really bad on the defensive end. And yeah. Jokic, Jokic looking at him like a traffic cone this series. I mean, he has – Jokic been putting out a post-up clinic in this series just on, on anybody, but – yeah. So I, I kind of like their floor more with Harold with, with with Zubach or Jamichael Green. Obviously, Harold brings that upside in the second unit. So, um, but it, look, I, I like the fact that they have options. I mean, that's another great part about Boston. They have just so many options for lineups. Um, and, and Harold, mm-hmm. Zubach, and Green, or the ability to go really small with Marcus Morris at the five. I think they did that last night for a little bit uh, in the fourth quarter for yeah. some turnovers. Got Pat Bev on the game, so they have they have tons of options. And Harold getting back healthy would only increase their variability. Uh, all right. Well, we had a lot to say this podcast. I think we should wrap it up. Uh, in, you know, definitely make sure to check out sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NBA picks for our latest picks. Uh, you know, it might change depending on some of the news coming through. We've got some injuries, stuff that we're waiting on. Um, and yeah, Zach and I are like right, pretty much right, even with our picks right now and the uh, sharp off. Yeah, I think I think you might have passed me. I've been definitely been struggling recently. Um, a couple of bold takes. I think that I think Kemba Walker and Jamal Murray are are the defining players in in tomorrow's games. I think Kemba is going to go off. Definitely look to target him DFS or player props. I think without Serge Ibaka, the Raptors are really going to struggle. And uh, I think Jamal Murray finally breaks out here. Uh, so if you're a, a big DFS player, look for those two plays or uh, player props. Uh, all right. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks so much. Please subscribe, rate, and review. And a Sports Gaming Podcast hoodie might be in it for you if you go ahead and take a screenshot and email me at Ryan McKee. Ryan.McKee at sgpn.io or tweet at me at the Ryan McKee. All right, we'll get out of here. Thanks, Zach. Basketball, gimme, gimme, gimme the ball because I'm gonna dunk it. Basketball, gimme, gimme, gimme the ball because I'm gonna dunk it. It's finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer.